this is J.J. Hawley. I'm President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce, and welcome to another episode of Between the Trees, sponsored by Woodlands Online. And today I'd like to welcome Dr. Curtis Knoll, who's the superintendent at Conroe Independent School District. Thanks, J.J. Thanks for making the time today. Absolutely. Nothing else as much is going no, on. So you're just much. kind of sitting around the house looking for something to do. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being here. Sure. Uh, I'd like to start off with a little bit about uh, what is Conroe ISD. You know, it's a pretty large school district. And it is. Got a lot going on. Yeah, it's a, we are a great school district. About 65,000 kids. That makes us mm -hmm. the 11th largest school district in the state of Texas. So there are uh, roughly 1,100 school districts. So you know, mm -hmm. we are right at the very top uh, as mm -hmm. far as size goes. Um, 8,000 full-time employees, about another 1,500 part-time employees. So we are the largest employer in Montgomery County by mm -hmm. uh, a, a very wide margin. Mm -hmm. um, you know, geographically speaking, we're really large as well, which makes us unique. Uh, 348 square miles. So you kind of take the whole center section of Montgomery County and, and that's us. So we stretch mm -hmm. all the way down to the 99 corridor uh, and then out into East County and then all the way out, you know, towards the lake mm -hmm. uh, when you get to the North County. So um, very large, uh, Great people, great history. Yeah, yeah. And how much does Conroe ISD grow every so, year? Yeah, we have because we're fortunate that it's we, been we amazing. To grow. Yeah, we. If you look at our growth trajectory, it, it's about fifteen hundred kids every year. And mm. you can go back to economic downturns. You can look at hurricanes, all the different things that really could affect a, a growth trajectory of a school district. And it's never really affected us. It's. Mm. It's been 1,500 almost every year, and I say almost every year because this past year it was over 2,000. So we don't know if that is a trend that will continue. That surprised us this year. We, we're used to 1,500. And that's like um, adding a brand new, what, junior high every year. Yeah, you think year, 1,500, um, our junior highs are a little less than 1,500. An elementary school for us is about 1,000 kids. So mm. we're adding more than a school's worth of children every year to the mm -hmm. school district. Um, and, and when you, you do it every year and you think about other school districts, um, for example, in our area, you know, a Willis or a Montgomery, they have about 8,000 total kids in their school district. So wow. we grew by 2,000 this year. So we grew a quarter of their entire school district in one year. And so mm -hmm. uh, that's a challenge you, to manage that growth. It's a great thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a, I think it's a testament to where we live. People want to live here. That's this right. is a wonderful place to live and raise a family. That, that's the thing about Montgomery County is we've got about 600,000 population now and every projection that we have in the next 10 to 15 years is we'll be at around a million people yeah. and, and a thousand people a day moving to Texas in general. So Right. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and we haven't seen a slowdown. I, I would tell you, know, this is certainly a tough economic time. Mm -hmm. What's been amazing to me is even though we've been closed since spring break, we've added enrollment. Mm -hmm. We've added about 150 kids since we closed because we, we've still registered students. Mm -hmm. So about 150 more have added in since we've closed. And we're in the process now of hiring teachers for next year. And we've seen no slowdown in the number of people that want to get here to work. So, um, you know, I, I know you're focused on that business world and we, we all mm -hmm. looking for that positive, you know, how will we come out? What will it look like? And um, as the largest employer, I can tell you, we haven't seen a slowdown of people that want to be here. Uh, so I think that's real positive. I think that is very positive because people want to be here, they want to be in this community, and it's part of the issue is managing that growth, which mm -hmm. is a great issue to have. Right. And one of the core focus areas of the chamber is advocacy, and uh, the the whole growth 
uh, issue necessitates that uh, we had a school bond right. uh, that the, the chamber uh, supported and did pass. And so what's the, what's the latest on that? I know there's a lot of discussion about COVID-19 and its effect, but there's some foundational things that still have to have uh, still have to happen. Right. And so we're, we're hard at work. It has not really slowed down our construction. And so we prioritized our work uh, and we don't build schools until it's time to build a school. So even though the voters have approved, um, you know, an elementary school that we may have scheduled to build in 2023 or 2024, mm -hmm. if we did see a slowdown in our growth, we wouldn't build it. Uh, that, that's a really good point is just because the bond was approved mm -hmm. doesn't mean the money is spent. Correct. So we, we only sell for what we need to sell in the moment. So this mm -hmm. bond program was scheduled for a, a four to five year package and we have four to five bond sales as part of this. So mm -hmm. we've made our first sale and we're starting that first bit of work. And you see, you'll see it in the Woodlands. Um, work will be underway very soon at both College Park High School and the Woodlands High School. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing additions to those, those two schools. Because uh, we have a lot of temporary units. We have a right lot now, of temporary so. buildings. Mm -hmm. and, and really, when we focus on safety, yeah. you want those kids under the roof of the, of the building. Because right. you know, every temporary unit has at least two entrances. Correct, and there, and then, and then you have to leave the building unlocked so that those kids can get back into the building. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it is a safety issue for mm -hmm. us, especially at a high school where where there's a lot of movement. Uh, so that work will be underway. Our our school board actually approved last night the the pricing for the College Park addition, so it will it will be underway here very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we've we've already started on an elementary school that was included in that package. And when you when you think about those, you talk about the growth. We're not building an elementary school for anticipated growth. We're building that elementary school because we have multiple elementaries that are well over capacity already. Mm -hmm. So it is a place to put current students. It's not and, a, and may not have gyms, may not have correct. facilities, have yes. to use multi-purpose -pur rooms right. for, or, uh, or areas for different things during the day, which requires set up and tear down and a lot of... Right, and, and so, it, and so we, we try to be really smart. We don't build schools too early. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to build quality schools, and that's what we build. But, but mm -hmm. if you look at our elementaries, we're, we're now building the 21st iteration of the same building. So we save money on design fees. We save money on mm -hmm. architecture fees. Mm -hmm. They're still nice buildings, and if mm -hmm. there's one built in your neighborhood, you're proud of it. Mm -hmm. it does, it's it's going to look nice in your neighborhood, but we don't build castles. We don't build you know the, the fanciest buildings that some other school districts do, mm -hmm. but we're okay with that. We build serviceable functional buildings mm -hmm. uh, and we and we build them for cheaper than other school districts build them you know mm -hmm. for one example I would give you would be Grand Oaks High School that we opened just a few years ago we built that school for about 50 million dollars less than other school districts have built their newest high schools mm -hmm. and so uh, when we do all that we, we have those savings our school board has done such a great job it allows us to have the bond issue that we just had and not have a tax rate increase so that's my next question yeah, is what so, might the effect be on property taxes? Yeah, so. so there's no tax rate increase associated with this this bond. In fact, we and, actually and we have projected some. Correct. A, a very uh, small the, increase. Er, early on in the the, mm -hmm. the May issue we did and we were able to go back and do some revision. So for mm -hmm. this bond, no tax rate increase. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, we we lowered our property tax by five cents last year. Mm -hmm. We are anticipating another uh, at least one cent, maybe 1.5 cents property tax decrease this year. Mm -hmm. And we are already starting at the second lowest tax rate in the entire Houston area. That's so right. um, you may see a story about a school district that says, oh, we're going to lower our tax rate five cents this year. And you may hear from us say, well, we're going to do one and a half cents. 
the untold story is their tax rate's probably 20 cents higher than ours. Yeah. So yeah. we're already pushing there at the bottom. We want to continue to keep working it. But that, that's one more thing that makes us an attractive place to mm -hmm. live and work what people and, and, and have rate. a business. Uh, it, you know, that's it's, right. That's it, right. That makes a difference. If you're in Conroe ISD at $1.23 mm -hmm. or you're in Katie, and I may get their number wrong, but it's probably closer to $1.40, mm -hmm. that's a significant difference. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's one more reason why this is a great place to live. Well, I think we're very fortunate that we, we have the school administration and the school board that is very uh, financially mm -hmm. responsible, very, very forward-looking without being too far ahead of the curve. Correct. And, and it pays off for us that we are conservative by nature. You're going to mm -hmm. hear a lot during these times uh, from school districts, and you're already seeing stories from school districts that are talking about cutting teacher salaries yeah. or cutting teachers for mm -hmm. next year because they they spent every bit of money that, mm -hmm. that we got last year uh, from the legislature when they, they upped money for education. Mm -hmm. Some school districts ran out and spent every penny. And then here they are this year, and they're short, and they're looking to the future. We didn't do that. Mm -hmm. we, we saved money just in case, mm -hmm. to be smart, and then here we are. And we're in this situation, and, and our board, I actually had a board meeting last night, and I thanked them yeah. for having that foresight last year to say, we're not going to spend it all, we're gonna be smart about this. Yeah. You know, so we're going to be able next year to add full day pre-K throughout the district. We're still hiring new teachers, mm -hmm. we're not cutting teachers, we're providing a, a cost of living adjustment to all of our employees, mm -hmm. which is, is, is healthy, and we're doing all that and lowering the tax rate. Wow. And, and, and we're able to do that because we saved the money in last year's budget. And we also have a very healthy fund balance that if the financial situation does get out of whack mm -hmm. for us next year, we have that rainy day fund that can mm -hmm. carry us through. You have and that we, reserve. That's we there. do. And, yeah. and we won't, we have never adopted uh, a, a deficit budget and we won't we won't adopt a deficit budget next year either. We, it's not our, ever our goal to, to live out of our savings accounts. Well, as none a, of us would do as that. As a residential property owner, I, I, I appreciate <laughs> right. that, right. That, uh, that pays property taxes every year. Indeed. It's good to hear uh, how responsible the, the, the school district is mm -hmm. because you're right. There are some that are not in the same position that, that we're in. Mm -hmm. So it's very fortunate. And, and an economy takes a whole lot of pieces and parts. It's the right. schools, it's the economy, or it's the uh, the business community, it's the community leadership, mm -hmm. it's your location. It's I mean, there are 50, 100 different decisions on whether a company comes or stays to, at, at the Woodlands, and the school district is one of the first things that, that they ask. Right. And then the second thing they ask is, what's your tax rate? So do you have right. good schools, and what's your tax rate? Right, and, that, and we feel an obligation to put you in a position to have a great answer for both those questions. That, yeah. That's our goal. Well, and, thank you. Yes. And it does. It does take an entire right. village of people working together to make it, make it happen. Right. So, yeah. so uh, we had a, uh, just a, a little uh, instance this year, <laughs> uh, a little disruption to yeah. our daily lives in the entire world with right. the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about how uh, how the school district first started to learn about this, and then how it started to affect uh, and, and bring stuff to kind of where we are uh, today. Yeah, really, uh, you know, completely unprecedented situation. You know, I would have never in my life thought as a superintendent we would be in this position mm -hmm. to um, basically close for congratulations an on yeah. the, the new position. Yeah, thanks. Right. There. Yeah, yeah. I, I've told people that I. I knew at some point in my career I'd have 20 years of experience. I just didn't know I'd get all 20 <laughs> years experience in the first two years. But, um, you know, 
really over spring break is when this first started, just kind of as it was in the community. Uh, you know, very fortunate that we have great leaders in our county. And so, you know, I have direct access to talk to, you know, Judge Keogh, I talk, you know, mm -hmm. directly. I talk directly to Randy Johnson at, at the hospital district. And That's I, you right. know, so I, we have direct access for communication. So we don't rely on third hand or media reports or media mm -hmm. accounts. We go directly to sources to help guide us. And so it really started over spring break. I think Tuesday or Wednesday of spring break, all of a sudden we started talking and the Houston rodeo canceled and it, it this became a situation mm -hmm. rather quickly. Well, uh, as school districts across the, the state began to close, we, we followed suit and eventually the governor came in and, and made his plan. But what we had to do was really, uh, it was really amazing. We had to shift learning mm -hmm. for 65,000 kids. In a matter of a few days. In a matter of a few days. Mm -hmm. So in really one week's time or less than one week's time, we, we went from full classroom instruction with our 4,500 teachers and 65,000 kids to being online. Mm -hmm. And that can't happen without a lot of great people. So you have our curriculum instruction department that helped guide it. Teachers have worked unbelievably hard mm -hmm. to, to provide, but, but also the heroes in this are parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a burden. All of a sudden they can't go to work because their kids are home or if they do go to work, they come home and then here's a stack of work to be done. And, and mm -hmm. they're expected to become professional teachers overnight. Yeah. Uh, but they've really done an amazing job. Uh, our focus as a school district has been you know, try not to try not to be one more problem in people's lives. Yeah. We want to provide educational mm -hmm. resources. You're a resource for them. Yeah, exactly. We want to be a resource, mm -hmm. and we and we want kids to continue to learn. Mm -hmm. But we also understand that people are dealing with life. There is a lot going on, and so yeah. we don't want to be a burden. And so we've we've really tried uh, to balance that. It's a fine line, and you you know you you walk up to it, you back off, mm -hmm. and we've tried to find that balance. And I think we've been fairly successful at that. There's always one or two situations we look at and go, okay, we learned, mm -hmm. we, we learned some lessons here. But this is unprecedented. You've got to learn this. Absolutely. You go. And, and, you know, what I appreciate is that we've led through this. So mm -hmm. we have school districts all across the nation that are using our materials. We've had phone calls from multiple states. One was from Hawaii. There's a school district in Hawaii using our resources because they didn't have resources. and they Maybe we should go and make I, a trip over there to I, make sure I, they're applying I, it correctly. Ask for that, yeah, yeah. If I could maybe get a, just a come tour and see how they're using our things. But uh, that makes me proud and yeah. that, that we sure. have, because it doesn't cost us money. Right? It doesn't cost us anything to share with them mm -hmm. our information. We had to create it anyway. Mm -hmm. But that means there are kids across the nation and across the state that are learning today that we don't know and we don't touch, but we've played a part in their life mm -hmm. and we should all be proud of that. Yeah. Like that, it's, that's part of giving back, right? Yeah. That we have the resources and we mm -hmm. can make those available. And yeah, uh, if you're wondering why you go to work every day, oh man, that makes that, it pretty, pretty that's easy. It. And, and, and then beyond the teaching side, there's a reality that, um, is a sad reality, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of families that rely on us to provide food for their mm -hmm. children. And if they don't come to school, they don't eat. And that's mm -hmm. always a burden for me um, as the one who makes a decision anytime we cancel school. It's that knowledge that if we cancel school, mm -hmm. there are children that are left home yeah. unattended and, and not supervised. Yeah. But also they're going to be hungry because they don't have food to eat. And so uh, I'm really proud that we shifted uh, and immediately the Tuesday, the first Tuesday that we missed school. So the Tuesday coming out of spring break. We already had our feeding program mm -hmm. up and running. And a lot of districts were talking about maybe we should set up a feeding program. Wow. And we were already delivering mm -hmm. food. And to date, we are 
approaching three quarters of a million meals that have been distributed. So 750,000 meals. And that's our great child nutrition workers who mm -hmm. come to work every day. And then campus volunteers that are there to hand the food out mm -hmm. um, twice a week. It's just, um, it's an amazing it's mind boggling. Thing. Oh, it's, it's mind boggling, but it, it's heartwarming. Yeah. And it just makes you proud, mm -hmm. you know, that wow. we can do it. So where do we go from, from here? I, uh, so I know you have a plan for graduation. What does that look like? We do. Uh, so the governor came out just a few weeks ago with a laundry list of rules. Said, if you want to have an outdoor graduation, uh, here's the list of rules for you mm -hmm. to follow. Now, we've traditionally graduated our, our big high schools, uh, the two high schools in the Woodlands at the Pavilion. Mm -hmm. And they're, it's a great venue for us. But with all these laundry list of rules, we didn't fit in the Pavilion. And so then we were... Was that just a sheer numbers issue? It, it was. When you okay. had to skip seats and you had to skip rows to provide social distancing, mm -hmm. uh, you, you just run out of capacity there. Uh, and part of that is because the graduates have to sit in the seats and they take up capacity mm -hmm. for guests. So we could have had it at the pavilion, but we, could, but we would not have been able to have parents there. Now, yes, exactly. Uh, as <laughs> you, you know. So... Now, I've had some parents contact me and say, well, that's okay. I'll give up my seat. I want my kid to graduate with everybody, which is great. Mm -hmm. But everybody doesn't feel that way. And, yeah. and as I've shared with them. Uh, uh, a a lot know, of people want 20 people to come to the graduation. Oh, exactly. And, 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 I, and that's a big deal. It I mean, is. Graduation is a big deal. So you and, and I couldn't look any parent in the mm -hmm. eye and say, I'm sorry, you can't come oh. watch your child graduate. It's no. just I couldn't do that. No. So we had to make hard decisions, and one mm -hmm. of those was to move graduation to Wood Forest Bank Stadium. Mm -hmm. um, Thankfully, we have that facility. Unbelievable. And then you can go all the way back to the bond, the bond passing 15 years ago that built that facility. If, the, right. if the, the citizens at that time wouldn't have made that decision, mm -hmm. then we wouldn't be having graduations for the class of 2020. Which so is you, why voting in bond elections is so yeah, important. You, you look out and you see yeah. what what Like I said, projects for decades Absolutely. In it makes a difference yeah. in, in the lives of kids for forever. Mm -hmm. So we now have this opportunity. We're going to have graduation at Wood Forest Bank Stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, the graduates can, see, can be seated on the field, so mm -hmm. it saves our capacity in the stands. Um, all families will be seated six feet apart from other families, mm -hmm. skipping Graduates rows. Graduates will be seated six, six feet, feet apart. apart. It's going to be so, yeah. an unbelievable sight. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll have two graduations for, for each of the big high schools. They'll be divided in half. Mm -hmm. um, it's a big undertaking. You know, you think about, just, oh, think about a wedding. Huge. You know, think about a wedding that you might plan for 500 guests, mm -hmm. and you might plan that for a year. Well, we're going to have 10 graduations mm -hmm. in the span of June 1st to June 5th. On average, there'll be you know three thousand people in attendance. We're going to do it ten times, and we had uh, about three weeks to plan it. Uh, and we would never have done that if we didn't have such a great team of people. Yeah, because uh, we we just believe we have enough. We have the right people that can get a plan in place, and we've already shared our plan. Mm -hmm. um, and we followed all the governor's rules and yeah. all the safety. Uh, it's going to be a safe event. It's not going to feel all the way normal. But it's going to be safe, mm -hmm. and graduates are going to get to walk across the stage. And it's going to be a good balance. Of, Absolutely. They're yeah. going to hear their name called, yeah. and their parents are going to be in the stands mm. to celebrate them. And that's what we want. And yeah, that's a huge deal. It's unbelievable, yeah. Wow. And that came together very quickly. It did, yes. And w once again, it's a, it's a matter of having the right people in place, yeah. you know, because we didn't, we had no idea. We don't get a, 
uh, any warning as to what the governor's rules will be. So we yeah. learn about it at the press conference just like everybody else does, and we we go to the website and Despite our the, best efforts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody give us a little inkling yeah, in no, that. No, 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 no wait us. for Governor Abbott. Yeah, nobody yeah. gives us a heads up. So, I mean, you know, we, we literally did not know. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we were scheduled. Our first graduation was scheduled for this Thursday. So mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow would have mm-hmm. been our first graduation. So... Wow. Basically, his orders canceled that because he said he can't do any before June 1st, and then it started the ball rolling. So it'll be June 1st, and you're, you're splitting schools, I believe. So yes. you have an 8 a.m. and an 8 p.m. Correct. So the first day is uh, Hawk High School is in the morning, mm-hmm. and then Caney Creek High School is in, is in the evening at 8 p.m. Because it's going to be a them. little warm. They're smaller. Yeah, yeah. We, we picked 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. simply to fight heat. Yeah. I mean, that was really it. Mm-hmm. You know, we How early can you start? So that you can finish as early as possible. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't. I don't think any of us want to be out there on that astroturf at 11:30 or no. noon. And then the same thing in the evening. It's Texas. We know what's going to happen in June in Texas. There's mm-hmm. going to be a five o'clock thunderstorm roll through. We need to let that roll through and settle down and dry mm-hmm. everybody's seats off, and then get yep. everybody in the stadium and let's have an eight o'clock at night ceremony. So uh, after graduation and, and in part of uh, Abbott's uh, announcement was summer school can start. So what are the what are the plans for summer? And then what's your crystal ball for yeah, going so, into the fall? And we know Houston ISD is talking about a year round school and TEA has had some discussions about that. So right. where, do, where do we fall? So we'll start with summer school. He did say that you could have summer school. Once again, he he just told us this this week for mm-hmm. um, June 1st. Yeah. So we already t- two days ago. Right. So we, we made the decision that our summer school is going to be online to start the year. Okay. You know, it's just, it, it makes more sense for us. And when you look at the rules that were put in place for summer school, mm-hmm. desks have to be six feet apart. Students have to be six feet apart on a bus. That means our average classroom holds 11 kids mm-hmm. and our buses hold about 15 to 20 kids. Mm-hmm. That's not feasible for us to, to function. So, most of our summer school will be online. We may have some end of the summer programs. How many students normally attend summer uh, school? It could be five to seven thousand wow. potentially. Um, this year it'll be way lower. So divide uh, that five to seven thousand by eleven students right. per classroom. It's, it's, just, no it's way. Not, yeah. yeah, we'd have to run every single classroom in the school district. Yeah. So it, it's going to it's going to be online. We mm-hmm. may have some some of our most at risk younger students that really need to work on their reading acquisition mm-hmm. skills. We may bring them in for some mm-hmm. face-to-face tutoring towards the end of summer. That's really more of a gear-up program for next year. Mm-hmm. That'll be our goal. Um, but when you look to next school year, so yeah, the, the, a lot of conversation about calendar. I would tell you that we have no plans to change our calendar. Mm-hmm. So parents, because out, again, looking ahead, that was set with community input, correct, uh, and feedback, right? Uh, what a couple, three months ago, right? So. And so it's been set. Everyone has known what our first day of school is. Yeah, we're going to leave it the same now. That doesn't mean that if we have to close school at some point next year Mm -hmm. that we won't have to adjust the calendar. But Mm -hmm. let's adjust it if we have to instead of adjusting it for what might be. Yeah. Um, You want to have a plan and then not change it prematurely. Correct. I think right now everybody wants some structure. We all just want to know what's going on. Yeah. So to know when the first day of school is is a very helpful thing. And Mm -hmm. so that's our first day of school. Now, what will school look like next year? I really don't know yet. Um, if I had to look in the crystal ball, I would say that we will be back in school. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what will we need to do and to adjust the way we operate? Mm-hmm. We'll have to work on that. And I, I also think there may be an online option. 
And that's not a choice we can make. It, that's The state has to give us that option. We mm -hmm. don't typically have that option of, of just providing and an online TEA. school. It's TEA's so, rules. Perfect. So they would have to give us permission to do that. I think they will. Mm -hmm. um, so if they do that, then we may have parallel systems. Mm -hmm. Some students coming to school, doing their, their learning that way. Some staying at home, doing it online. And it will mm -hmm. look different than this year's online. You know, this mm -hmm. year's online was a very throttled back, mm -hmm. trying to be supportive. Mm -hmm. If we're running parallel systems at the same time, that online version will be just as robust and just as rigorous as the classroom version. Because you have would be. to get prepared for your next stage, whether it. it's college or yes. vocation or but you you've or got just to the have next that. grade or whatever it may be. Exactly. You know, and and we have to ensure that that child that's at home learning is getting the same opportunity as the child that's in school. Yeah. And, you know, you take away GPA and all the things that are associated with that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, notwithstanding any of that, it's just, it's about opportunity, you know, making sure everybody has that. Because someone might be, um, you know, compromised by health so they don't feel safe coming to school, they shouldn't get a less than education. And, and, so and you have 67,000 different individual circumstances right. that you, you have to plug into, you know, three, four, maybe half a dozen scenarios. Right. Because you can't have... 60,000 different no, scenarios. No, it doesn't work. There's got to be everybody some on a different plan. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, and you know, one of the things everybody worries about is UIL. Mm -hmm. What's that going to look like? Mm -hmm. You know, are we going to have band? Can we have football games? Yeah, are we, yeah you know, it's and, Texas. And are we going to have Friday night right. football with the band and the cheerleaders and the drill yeah. team? And all? Yeah. I don't, and we don't know yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I, we do see signs from the UIL that summer workouts will be allowed to begin here fairly mm -hmm. soon, mm -hmm. probably modified. But, that does give us a glimmer of hope yeah. for, you know, perhaps we will get to some games mm -hmm. in the fall. And once again, they'll probably look different, right? Yeah. We're, we're not going to, uh, I can't see a scenario where we're going to have 10,000 people at Wood Forest Bank Stadium mm -hmm. to watch College Park and the Woodlands play each other. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Which is would, unfortunate, but it's, it's necessary. Indeed. Because that is a special atmosphere for uh, everybody involved. The, right. the, the kids, the, the, the students, the cheerleaders, the players, the band. And, and the parents, but right. it's just necessary to change it. Right. So it, you know, we may have to have limited audience size mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, potentially limited student groups involved. We'll just have to see. And there's still a lot of work left to be done. A lot of work and a lot of time. I think when yeah. you, if you look, especially at TEA's rules, we talk about graduation. They gave us the graduation rules about three weeks before graduation. They gave mm -hmm. us the summer school rules about two weeks before summer school. Mm -hmm. So you start to think about next school year. We're scheduled to start mid-August. Well, when will we get the rules? Probably at some point in July. Like, I, I don't wow. anticipate getting them next week. Yeah. So um, while I would love to be able to tell everybody today, mm -hmm. here's the plan for next year. Well, all we can do right now is work four or five different plans yeah. internally. And then as soon as they give us the rules, we can say, okay, this is the plan that meets those rules. And we'll share it with the community as fast as we can. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for everything that you do for our yeah. school district. Thank and you. I'd like to... Uh, Close up with some, because education is a, a lot about developing young people mm -hmm. and developing leadership and good community citizens. Mm -hmm. What are some lessons learned or things you've applied from a leadership perspective during this time? Because it's been highly challenging. It has been. I think you establish yourself as a person and as a leader, you're rooted in principle, mm -hmm. right? And when you are faced with tough decisions, you have to lean back on what are your principles? Mm -hmm. And for us, uh, the, the main thing for us in, in education is we are a people business. Mm -hmm. 
that's what we are. And so as we were forced into making hard decisions, that was the lens we put everything through. Mm -hmm. Think of the people, the students, the parents, the employees, the community mm -hmm. at large. Think of people mm -hmm. first. And when you do that, it helps you focus. Yeah. So for us, when the, the first lens was people, then we knew right away the first thing we had to do was feed mm -hmm. because you can't have people that are hungry. That's right. And then immediately you want to teach, but you want to be gentle about how you do mm -hmm. because it's about people. So um, leadership-wise, I would, I would tell people, be, be centered. Have a principle. Whatever mm -hmm. your principles are in your business, have them so that you can go back to them. Yeah. Um, and I, I would also argue, regardless of what your business is, it's about people. Yeah. It's about relationships. It is. And so if you can cultivate that, um, and, and those people need hope and they need positivity. Mm -hmm. So you have to find ways to share that. And that, that's something we've really tried to do is give people something to be positive about. There's a lot of negative in the world. There's plenty. Oh, you, don't have to, yeah. you don't have to go far to find it. That's right. So to always have that positive attitude, you know, I think it was Colin Powell uh, mentions in some of his leadership mm -hmm. goes that you know, a positive attitude is a force multiplier. Yeah. So bring positivity to what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he calls it a what? Uh, PMA, uh, positive mental attitude. That's it. Yeah. And it's a force multiplier and yeah. it's contagious. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you can bring that every day as a leader, you will see that happen within your team. And mm -hmm. uh, in our world, that means that trickles down to, to our most precious commodity of our children. And, and that's what is the most important thing. Exactly. Well, thank you for everything Absolutely. that you do and are doing. This has been uh, some severe heavy lifting in the past few months on top of an already challenging uh, environment. I mean, you got 67,000 kids mm -hmm. and 8,000 employees, so there's a lot of moving pieces and parts, but I agree with you, it is about people and relationships. Right. So thank you again for being here, and uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks, enjoyed it. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to another session of Between the Trees. Again, my name is JJ Holly, and I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber. And would like to thank our partners at Woodlands Online for their support and production of this program. Thank you and hope you have a great day.